God's perfect love gets rid of all fear. Join Kenneth and Gloria Copeland as they teach you how to keep your love walk strong so you can live in peace and enjoy life. Now let's join them for today's Believer's Voice of Victory. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll get right into today's Bible lesson. Father, we do thank, thank you, you today. We love you with all of our hearts, all of our souls, all of our mind, all of our strength. We're yours to command. Thank you. Lord. We open our eyes and open our ears to hear the word of the Lord who is love, who is God, who is love. And we thank you and we praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We're Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, and we're here at our place in southwest Arkansas. That's that I, you know, I've for years have called it our laughing place. Yeah. And uh, we've just just had so many of the uh, of the blessings of the Lord manifest through and because of this this place. It's just been wonderful all these years, and we just wanted Tell them to what share day it we're with celebrating you. with them today. Our anniversary, 55 years. Glory 50, to God. Can you imagine being married to one man for 55 years and not wanting to quit? Glory to God. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. It's good news. Yeah, I'm going to stay with you. <laughs> I think we ought to go for a hundred, an anniversary, at least a hundred years. Well, that'll be all right. Well, I'll be 120 in See, 40 that's, years. That's not unreasonable. And I, I, I've, I've set my faith on that. Genesis wow. uh, 3 6, or 6 3 makes that statement. It's the only where in the Bible only where? where God spoke and said, The days of man shall be. And there's nowhere in the Bible where he withdrew that. Okay, I believe that. And and so we we stood on that some years ago, and I believe it. And and our health is improving and getting stronger Amen. every day. Amen. And so and you can do the same thing. It, it could be that we get to celebrate with everybody after the rapture in heaven. I'm pulling for that. That's the best. <laughs> I'm that, pulling for that. That would be Glory the best yeah. part Oh, right yeah. There. Oh, yeah. You hear that, Lord? Yeah, I know you do. Amen. God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Now, let's go to our golden text in 1 John. In the fourth chapter, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is is love. God is love. Now the 16th verse, we have known and believed or had faith in the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love who is God dwelleth in God who is love and God who is love in him. Herein is our love made perfect or developed that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he, yes. Jesus, who is love, as he is, so are we in this world. Praise there is no fear in love. No, God is love. There couldn't be any fear in him. So we're born of him. Yeah. Our spirits are born again by his love, which is the word of God, which is the word of love. So there ought not be any fear in us. Now look at this. Perfect or working, developing, growing love casteth out fear. It doesn't just manage it. It doesn't just 
put it down or put it away. It gets rid of it. That's right. Why? Because fear hath torment. You know who the tormentor is. Mm -hmm. It is Satan. The devil is the tormentor, and he's the spirit of fear. He is the spirit of death. Amen. He that fears, now, is not developed in love. I want to to touch on that for a moment here. It's not the fear that manifests at a time of astonishment, fright, a situation that that for fear just rises up all over you. Mm -hmm. That's not the fear that's so dangerous. The fear that is truly dangerous is the fear that's living in you. The one you meditate on. Worry. Talking fear, talking death all the time. Oh, I'd never do that. When you preach Mark 11, 23, that you have what you say. And, And so you stand up and say, glory to God. The scripture says that he has taken sickness from the midst of me. I'll never be sick another day in my life. That, there are Christian people that just cringe when you say that. And here's why. Listen to me. I know I've had him say it to him. <laughs> Don't you know the devil will hear you? See, we have to whisper in his Re- presence. In reverence. As if he can't hear you when you whisper. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But see, fear is faith. And people are afraid the devil's going to attack them. They feel the same way about God. They think God's going to attack them. And, uh, Fear is faith in the wrong thing. Yeah, it, it's a form of faith. Well, it was Adam's faith to begin with, and when it got, when it, it got twisted, it turned into fear. Um, fear is faith in something that can hurt you or harm you, like faith and fear of a storm or fear of a snake. Or, but we ought not even be fear of snakes. The Word of God says you can pick... If you, Serpents don't have any authority over you. Anyway, um, I was just in the dental chair one day to get my teeth clean. And the two girls that were assisting the, the dentist, uh, I could, you know, they were back there talking behind me. And uh, one of them said, uh, uh, how was church yesterday morning? Oh, it was so wonderful, she said. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Pastor so-and-so preached a message on on patience. And she said, I tell you, she said, I asked God to give me patience. That other girl said, you better take that back. You pray and take that back. She's talking about taking back a prayer you prayed. She said, why not? There's no telling what God will do to you. You ask for patience. That's pitiful. Oh, you know, I had to do this. 
just to keep my mouth shut. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm bound and determined I'm not going to meddle in that pastor's business here, but oh, I want it to. And, and, and I, I did say something about it later, but, but not like I, what I wanted to. But that's fear. That's yeah. the wrong kind of fear of God. The scripture tells us to fear God. And, and we're not talking about being frightened of him. Fear in total, absolute reverence yeah. and awe of him. He is so magnificent. But love does no ill to its neighbor. And God is love. Therefore, love does no ill to his family. Now, let, let's right. go, let, let's get back. I want to go back over there where we were yesterday in Mark chapter 11. Believe the love, have faith in the love. And that comes only by the laws of faith. Verse 20, verse 22, 11, 22, Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Well, as we said yesterday, he said, have faith in love. That whosoever shall, for I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, not his head, in his heart, but shall believe. Here's what you're supposed to believe. That those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe. When? When you pray. Yeah. When do you start saying? When you pray. When do I start believing I receive my healing? When do I start believing he loves me? When I say it. Not when I feel it. That's mental. That's physical flesh. No, you, it has to be changed before you can feel it. If you're trying to wait till you feel it before you change it, you're trying to feel something that ain't even there yet. <laughs> Amen. You may have to go back and look at that again <laughs> to get what I said. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. And all this is tied together. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have owed against any. I don't care how ugly and mean any. I don't care what they did to you. I don't care what the horrible thing that they did to your family. I'm going to tell you right now. If you turn loose of love, what they did to your family will destroy you. It'll destroy the rest of your family. It'll destroy everybody around you. Until you let go and forgive, you, you're blocking God out of the whole situation. Forgive if you have ought against, against any. any. I mean, that covers it right there. Every it? any. Everybody. Yeah, but you don't know what they did to me. I know what it's he's still doing that. to he's you. still under that. Yeah. It's still happening Anything. to you. They can Anybody. already be, they, they, that person that, that murdered one of your loved ones could have already been executed and gone. Or could already be born again. Well, let me tell you, 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, because I baptized a serial killer in the, in the county jail in San Antonio, Texas. Became a real good friend of mine and, and, and had the opportunity to, to see to it that he developed and I was there, developed spiritually. He got everybody on death row born again. They were calling it life row. You know, I spent several hours with the girls on death row. Serial killers, some of them famous serial killers. At least one of them was, and, and others killed multiple people. They went to prison, they got born again. They're not a serial killer anymore. No, that's not the same, it's not the same person. Uh, their spirit's been changed. Well, and here's why. Well, I'm really cold and I just can't accept that. You better accept that. Because see, Jesus already went to hell for that sin. No use in them going to hell for it. Now, if they refuse to receive him as Lord, they're going to hell for it. But if you accept Jesus, he's already paid your price for that sin. Now, love did that for you because he's doing everything he can, number one, to get you into heaven with him. He's doing everything he can to bless you and to work with you and keep you. If you don't forgive, you're blocking him. All you're praying is just—it's it, it, just like sh just walking outside and just, just scattering to the wind. Faith works by, by love. love. And until you get over there in the, it's just not working. It's not God refusing you. It's you refusing Him. That's now, here's what I want to show you. <laughs> this is so good. Let's go over, I'm talking about saying it now. Say it, God loves me. God loves God me. Loves me. God loves me. I believe me. the love. I believe the love. I have faith in him. I have faith in him. And I have faith in his love. And I have faith in his love. He loves me regardless. He loves me regardless. I believe that. I believe that. Now, in the 13th chapter uh, of John's gospel, I want you to see something here about, you, you know, the Apostle John is called the Gospel of, uh, the Apostle of Love. Yes. He had a revelation of this. He had a revelation of it when the others didn't. Uh, before Jesus went to the cross, he had a revelation of the fact that, that, that Jesus loved him and that he loved Jesus. But I want to show you how he developed that. Okay. Now, you have to realize Oh, this is big. Now, now, now get this. Jesus demonstrated to them again and again. He stood there and taught them by that fig tree, and he said it again and again. He said it, Luke recorded it. When he's talking about increase our faith, he said if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you would say. And, and he, he taught it, and he taught it, and he taught it, and Obviously, John got it. Hmm. Now, I want you to notice this. In the 13th chapter, um, uh, let, me, let me check the... Uh, A new commandment? Was no, the 23rd verse of the 13th chapter, or am I got to? Yeah, 13th chapter of John and the uh, 23rd verse. Now there was, well, let me back up here a little bit. 
Verse 21, Jesus had thus said he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. The disciples looked on uh, one another, doubting of whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Now, you can you can go ahead and read the, the, the uh, rest of the book of John, and it just tells you that as John speaking about himself. But I want you to know how he put it. Look at what he said. See, John, John's writing this. So listen to what he writes. Leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter, therefore, beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spoke, the one that, that's going to betray us. So here's John is so free with Jesus. He's got such an intimate relationship with him. He, 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 it is so such a bond between the two of them. J Gloria, he's the only one that didn't break and run when they took Jesus into that, into that tribal hall. John went in there with him. Peter sat outside and denied him. Now notice. So Peter came up and said, ask him who it is. Ask him who it is. He then lying on Jesus' breast said unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered. See, Jesus answered him. There's a relationship there. Now then, um, let's go on down to the ninth. Let's go to the 19th chapter. Verse 26. This is at the cross. Verse 25, there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved. Mm -hmm. See how he's, he says it. He says it in his writings. He says it. He's saying it. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. And he's writing it by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And we pick up on it right there and we say it. Jesus loves me. I'm the disciple that Jesus loves. I'm Amen. a child that Jesus loves. Praise Jesus God. loves me. And, and dwell on it and think about it and meditate on it. Read these scriptures and go over it, over it. He said to his mother, woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the, to the disciple, behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Now, what does that indicate to us? Jesus trusted him because he had experienced I'm talking about John. John had experienced his love and Jesus knew it. He knew he had a revelation of it and he turned him, turned his mother over to the one that loved and he took care of her for the rest of their oh. lives. Praise God. Amen. Okay. Now then, we'll go on over to the uh, 20th chapter and we'll look at the second verse. 
The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark under the sepulcher and seeing the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved. See what he's doing? He continues to confess that. I'm the one Jesus loved. I'm the one Jesus loved. And then you look at the uh, seventh verse. Sixth verse said, Then cometh Simon Peter following him. John outran him. And seeth the linen clothes lie in the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a safe by itself. Praise God. So, um, the two of them ran in there. But the point that I wanted to make a, a, a of this, there's a situation here with Peter. Peter had denied Jesus. And think about what he did. He wept. He wept. Condemnation he wept. overcame him. Oh, he overtook wept. Him. And he wept and he wept. We just got a few seconds. I'll introduce this to you now. Do you remember after Jesus raised from the dead and they went fishing again and they didn't catch anything? He said, Throw your net over on the other side of the boat. And they did and caught a load of fish. And Peter said, It's the Lord. Man, I mean, he is jumping the lake and swimming ashore. And after they had dined, Jesus asked him three times, do you love me, Peter? Lord, you know I love you. But they were using two different words. Hmm. Jesus said, do you agape me? Peter said, you know I feel you. So, I feel love for you. Jesus said, yeah, but do you love me? And he asked him three times. And it grieved him because he asked him three times. He said, you know all things. You know I love you. He got the revelation of it right there mm. and lived his life. Mm. No, 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 Glory and I will be back in just a mm. moment. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord. <laughs>